Well, as you know, on this program, we've discussed at length, uh, not only with the New South Wales Mental Health Minister, but also uh, Helen Dalton and others on the issue of mental health in regional New South Wales. Uh, It's fair to say we still have a, a fair bit of work to do because, unfortunately, some of the stats show that those in regional areas aren't reaching out for help. Look, I know the help is there. There is always help available. I don't want to, as I said, this is apolitical as far as I'm concerned. When it comes to people's mental health, not interested in political games. I just want young people in particular to know that they're not alone, that there are people that will assist them, do want to help them, but they also need to understand that it's okay to reach out for this help. Look, in the New South Wales budget to be handed down tomorrow, I see, and this is good news, the governments will make the largest ever investment in mentally ill children. That's fantastic. Mental Health Minister Bronnie Taylor joins us on the program. Morning, Bronnie. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. Thank you, Marcus. How are you? Not bad, thank you. Tell me about this decision to send flying squads of professionals to help mentally ill young people. Yeah, well, look, we've been working on this for quite a while with the New South Wales College of Psychiatrists, who are just a terrific bunch of people, and particularly Dr Vagona, who's who's their chair. And we we knew for some time that this is where we really wanted to focus, but we needed to get it right, and we needed to make sure that we had something that was really really responsive. And um, I'm look, I used to be a nurse for 20 years, as I've told you before, so I really like to take my advice from the clinicians on the ground. I think that's really important. And this is what they said would make an absolute difference. Um, Dr. Vagona said this will be a real game changer for New South Wales, and it is the largest investment. But it's not about the dollars. It's about what, what difference it's going to make. So we're going to have 25 of these response teams across New South Wales, but that's over four years. So we're going to start this coming year with 10, and we're going to choose those sites depending on our data and what it's telling us and where we need things. But it's all about making sure you see, because Marcus, and I know that you have a real keen interest in mental health, and I was really pleased to hear that you say that, you know, you never want to play politics with it, because it's really important. And, and the, the issue is that we do have things that are available, but different things suit different people at sure. different times. Yep. And it's about creating that web of support that I talk about. And this is one part of that. This is part of, it's part of school nurses, it's part of psychologists in schools, it's part of counsellors. And these teams will be able to work anywhere. They'll be able to go anywhere. They'll be able to advise. They'll be able to talk to people. They'll be able to go into your home. They'll be able to go into your school. And also, it's not just nurses or psychiatrists. or, Or We've got psychiatrists. We've got registrars. But we've got a whole myriad of health professionals that are going to be working in this team that will allow people to refer to them. And then hopefully with with a really engaged response, not just for the young person, but for their family and for their carers, because we actually rely on them so much to ensure that we get better health outcomes and that we can keep people in their own environments if it's safe to do so. Well, absolutely. We really need need to support the families. And that's what people have been telling me, is that, Mm. you know, often the young person will get to the help or find the help. And look, it may not be the first time they try to access that. They have to be persistent. And that's why I say as well, when you say to someone, are you okay, say it today, say it tomorrow and say it the next day. Because, you know, it's about getting people to the services when they need them, but it's about supporting the family. You know, one of the things that we heard during COVID was that parents found it really hard to talk to their 
children about mental health or that if you're, you know, if your child's sort of locking themselves in the room and you think, well, you know, actually it's not a crisis, but, you know, gee, they're not right, but I'll, I'll follow that up at some point. They don't want to talk to me. I'll, you know, we've got to persist with all of this stuff and that's exactly what these teams will do. And I'm, I'm really pleased that, you know, the treasurer, we were able to land this with him and to make sure that it happens. And, you know, I wish I could start the 25 tomorrow, but we've got to have this staggered approach because yep. that's the right thing to do. Well, it's a $109.5 million investment over four years to provide immediate and ongoing support to young people experiencing serious mental health problems that, as we know, can tragically often lead to suicidal ideation. Uh, ideation sorry. Look, we know that some 4,500 children were taken two emergency departments for acute mental health episodes between January and April of this year. It's quite a staggering figure when you think about it, a 42% increase on, well, certainly year on year. So we need to do something. So this, uh, Ronnie, will be, I hope, one way of just letting the kids know, hey, there's help out there. Please speak to somebody. Absolutely. Absolutely. And look, I have never shied away from the, the data that said that there's an increase in self-harm. It, it's a serious issue. But what I will say to you, Marcus, and this is what's really important, is that even with that increase in self-harm that happened during COVID and last year, we actually had a reduction in suicides in New South Wales. Now, people don't like to talk about that, but they do. They have to. Well, that and is look, good. Any life is yes. a tragedy that we lose, right? But, you know, people on the ground have been doing a phenomenal job, and that's why, that's why it is so important to tell people to reach out for help, to not make, you know, accusations that there's no services and there's no help, because what will happen is that I myself as a mother will think, oh, well, look, I I better not contact someone because, you know, everyone says they're so busy. No, we absolutely want you to contact us because often over 50% of those people that will attempt suicide have never contacted a health service or never, never put their hand up for help. So this is so important. And these teams will be part of the bigger picture that exists out there. And, and sometimes you may find when you enter a service that it's not the service for you or it's not providing what you want. We'll move on to the next service. And there are things out there that we need. But this is going to be an integral part of this. This will be eight multidisciplinary health professionals that are solely focused on youth and adolescent mental health. And look, I think it's going to be a game changer. I think it will take time. And I think there will always be tragedies and tragic circumstances. But this is all about putting those supports in there. Everybody working together, everybody being positive about the changes that we can make and being proactive in allowing people to access services. Ronnie, it's always good to talk to you about this. Uh, Of course, there is help available. This will go even further to ensuring uh, that we have uh, well regional children better well equipped to deal with their emotions, to deal with their feelings, and obviously, ultimately, their mental health. That's right. And Marcus, thank you very much, because it is a hard thing to talk about, but you are always keen to talk about it. And I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. I really do. Well, look, it's, uh, as I say, I think it's apolitical, and it's about, uh, you know, I have young men... Uh, <laughs> My own children, and one of them in particular, unfortunately, has had some issues. So it it is close to my heart. So I will always fight for better services. And most importantly, look, I know that there are great services available. Uh, I just think in regional areas, somehow or other, 
that message mightn't have got across as, as, as much as we would have liked to have to. And uh, we just need to work a little harder on ensuring that these kids know. Yes, put your hand up. Ask for help. Speak to your teachers. Speak to your parents. Speak to your friends and and get the help that's required because we want to knock these stats on the head and we want – look, we want – kids to just grow up and be the best that they possibly can to reach their potential and I don't want them feeling you know at a very young tender age that they're not good enough of course they are. That's right and we want them to be the best version of themselves and look definitely in rural and regional areas and you know where I'm from as well down south but it's harder because we have that tyranny of distance too but sometimes it's actually better because communities really wrap around people as well but that's why it's important to reach out and that's why it's important not to feel that you can't because services are are busy and there's always times when services are a lot more busy than others and there's times when we have longer waiting lists than we want to but we're all out there doing our best and we all just need to look after each other and that's what's really important here and it's important to talk about it because the more we talk about it the more people will feel that they're able to get that help and as I say it's often that one intervention and it doesn't necessarily come from a health professional and it's it's not about you know having an inpatient admission in a in a hospital it's about people looking out for each other and it it is that one intervention that can sometimes stop someone from you know taking their own life and that's something that that we can all be part of to help no absolutely right Bronnie. thank you for coming on as always we'll talk again soon yeah, thank you very much. Have a wonderful day, Marcus. You too. There she is, uh, New South Wales Minister for Mental Health, Bronnie Taylor. Marcus Paul in the morning. Look, ultimately, uh, whenever we talk about these issues, 13 11 14, Lifeline's number, the Kids Helpline is there as well. Plenty of avenues uh, for you to reach out if you feel uh, that you're not coping and you could do with some uh, some help because that's what we do well here in Australia, regardless of anything, regardless of politics, regardless of our backgrounds. We help one another really well.